The Bible says that Christians are supposed to love even to the point of death. That's a radical demand. But today on Rooted Daily, we're going to see the book of 1 John give us six reasons why. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and you know, we know as Christians we're supposed to be loving and kind and gentle and humble, sure, but I think we often lose sight of just how radical of a demand Christ call really is. He's not telling us just to let someone step in front of you in the line at the grocery store. No. Listen to what John writes in the third chapter of his first letter. Do not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brother's righteous. Do not be surprised, my brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other. Anyone who does not love remains in death. Anyone who hates a brother or sister is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. So here in 1 John 3, 14, John taught that we, have know, we know that we have passed from spiritual death to spiritual life because we love our brothers and sisters in Christ. In fact, he said, if we do not love, we're as bad as the murderer Cain. When we fail to love, what John and Jesus are teaching is that we're a bunch of murderers. We are killing our spouses and our children and our parents and our brothers and sisters in Christ when we fail to love them with godly, sacrificial love. And then there in 1 John 3.16, John tells us what real love looks like. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. You're acting like Cain. But instead, John says, look at Jesus. In Jesus, we see a perfect display of what true love is. He laid down his life for us. This is the kind of love that John is talking about. We aren't talking about saying that you know, we love each other. It's not just butterflies in our hearts. We are talking about sacrificing for each other. That is the radical news of the gospel. In order not to be a murderer, we may have to die. And it'll never be comfortable. And it's the only way we can follow Jesus. So there in chapter three, he answers the what question. What is love? And one of the things about John's letters are they run in cycles. We hear the same theme come up over and over. And with each pass, John adds a little something new. Or he says something with a, a slightly different emphasis. So in chapter 4, John is passing back through on this cycle about the, this topic of love to tell us not just what, but why. What makes the what reasonable. How can we stomach that radical of a demand, loving others even to the point of death? And I can pick out at least six reasons he gives here. First, read what he says in 1 John 4, 7 through 8. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. We love because God is love. Love is the character 
of God. And if we don't love each other, then we have not been born of God. We don't know God. If we are born of God, we're going to share in his character. Loving each other is proof that we know God and we're born of God. Second, we love because God loved us. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Verses 9 through 11. It's pretty simple. We were loved when we were unlovable, and so we should love even the people in our lives that look unlovable to us. And perfect love was exemplified as death on the cross. The father sacrificed his son so that we could have life in him. Jesus reveals the heart of God. And as Christians, we should work every day to imitate that kind of love. I mean, if Jesus was willing to die on a cross so that the world could be saved, shouldn't we be willing to tell people about it so that they could be saved? But as much as we try to imitate him, notice what John says in verse 10. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us. Love is not that we love him, but that he loved us. Love is not that we do things for God because God has done so much for us. We don't focus on the sacrifice we're making, but we allow ourselves to be overwhelmed by the sacrifice he made for us. What God did for us drives us to do the same for others. It's not an obligation, but out of a sense of awe at the sacrifice God made. Third, verse 12 says, no one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. We cannot see God and the world cannot see God, but the world is supposed to see the love of God in us by the way we treat each other. We are convincing people that the invisible God truly exists. And that's awesome news. The gospel is good news. So if the only way to show that news is by rooting ourselves in the word and living it out through love, then it should be a radical kind of love. Fourth, love because we understand God's love. Chapter four, verses 13 through 16. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit and we have seen and we testify that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and we rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. And when we become Christians, what do we confess? It's not sin. We identify and we turn away from sin, but we confess the gospel that Jesus is the Son of God. And from that moment on, John says, the love of God becomes part of our confession, a part of our way of life. And every day, we reaffirm to each other and to God himself that we understand just how incredible the good news of the Bible is by letting it transform our lives, becoming more loving every day. We have seen and we testify that the Father has sent the Son as the Savior of the world. That is our confession. It's the confession that if we grasp it, it leads us to love each other. Fifth, verse 15 says, this is how, we, how love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, 
but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Perfect love casts out fear. So when John says in chapter three, you may even have to die to love one another fully, here he says, that's okay. Because when we show the love of God perfected in our lives, because we're loving one another, John says that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. Christians, we aren't afraid to love. John, he's not teaching to just be sacrificial and start giving to others. That's not our ticket to heaven. That's not the point here. The point is, when you have grasped the love of God, then loving others is the natural result. When God's love is perfected in us, then it's not about us making loving others part of the to-do list of our life. It's not the input, it's the result. Don't flip the order of operations and just try to force yourself to love people more. That's not the starting point. The starting point is rooting yourself in the gospel, letting the perfect love of Jesus drive out your fear. And when he does, you'll see it happen. Radical love, it, it just starts making sense. Sixth, we love because we love God. Verses 19 through 21, we love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God, yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. If you want to love God, you must love others. There's no other way. And if you want a relationship with him, it must be one founded in love. John says that's why radical love, sacrificial love, even to the point of death, makes complete sense for Christians. Because the sum of the gospel, the sum of the word of God, the Bible, is love. We love because God is love. God loved us. We show God to the world with our love. We understand God's love. His love casts out fear. And because we love God. If we're struggling to love others the way that God calls us to, that's the starting point. Go back to those reasons why. Root yourself in the word. Dwell in those truths. And then let it transform your life. And that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. I cannot wait to sit down and open up God's word with you next time. Thank you for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and you want to make sure that others can see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, let's talk to debt. Just send me a text to 317-207-2734.